Welcome to UDL Forward, the podcast where we break down barriers and transform classrooms with the power of universal design for learning. I'm Missy Emler. And I'm Mia Schmiel. If you are an educator, administrator, or anyone passionate about creating an inclusive, engaging, and accessible learning environment, this is the podcast for you. As your hosts and guides on the side, we're here to dive into the world of universal design for learning with a focus on clarifying language, identifying implementation barriers, and inspiring change. We're excited to help you revolutionize your classrooms and systems. Each episode of UDL Forward is packed with actionable insights, real life examples, and inspiring stories from teachers and students who have experienced the transformative power of UDL. You'll learn practical tips, best practices, and innovative strategies to ensure every student has the opportunity to succeed. We bring our unique perspectives and wealth of knowledge, sharing our passion for creating a world where education is truly designed for all. By tuning into UDL Forward, you'll be empowered to make meaningful change in your school or district, becoming a catalyst for a brighter future. Are you ready to move UDL forward? Subscribe now and join us on this exciting journey as we create learning environments that inspire, engage, and empower all students. The future of education starts here with UDL Forward. Hey, hey, Mia. Welcome back to the UDL Forward podcast. How are you today? I am so excited that we get to chat about goals today. Like this is one of my favorite topics. I know goals are very important in everything we do uh, in the UDL work. So yeah, you just set us up perfectly. So the goal of today's show is to talk about goals and to help our listeners understand just how important goal setting is in the work of UDL. That's really exciting. The other thing that's really important about goals is that the people that are learning with us set their own personally meaningful goals. So if you're listening, Mia and I invite you to really sort of think about uh, what your personally meaningful goal is for being here and listening. You know, our goals as the people having this conversation that people listen to is for us to make sure you understand how important goals are. But what's most important to you? Why are you here and why are you listening? So Mia, tell me, what's your personally meaningful goal for this work that we're doing, both with the podcast as well as this specific episode with goals? I'm so glad you asked that that question because I think at the very beginning when the two of us were putting together our thoughts about like, what is the next step for sharing the message about UDL forward and this kind of Wisconsin vision that we have for bringing UDL to our classrooms and our students. And I continue to think about helping folks understand that UDL is a way of thinking and designing. And once you begin to see the world through a UDL lens, it just becomes so very natural. So when I think about the goal for the work that that you and I are doing and the work that I have the opportunity to do in, in my region and in my schools, it's really about helping people remove themselves from a planning template or from like just specifically using guidelines to really helping people think about what is it we're trying to help our students become better at and help them grow as learners in and how do we help them get there? 
that's that's UDL. So that really is my goal is is helping us really think about this design process and this philosophy in a way that I don't know we've we've been able to to do in the past. Right. What about you? What it was your goal for the work? Yeah, my goal is very similar. I want people to think through a UDL lens and to plan and design experiences for learners that meet the learner's needs. And I think as we think about the moving UDL forward in Wisconsin and across you know, the globe, we have to have a starting point. And the starting point for me is always the goal. And I think a lot of times things go off the rails in our classrooms and in our work because we lose sight of the goal and we end up doing a lot of work that is seemingly not connected to the goal until we intentionally link it back and we just get derailed. And so I guess my goal for this specific episode is to really hone in on the importance of having clarity in regards to your goals and then always revisiting the goal to make sure you are aligning to that goal. It's a practice. Absolutely. And I think just in in reflecting on what both of us have just said, it's that language, right? We've been talking about learning design and we've been talking about helping people see through a UDL lens, which is very different from lesson planning. Like we we have this conversation so frequently, right? Mm-hmm. And when we think about what we have the power to do as learning designers and clearly understanding the goal for our learners, or it might even be the the professional staff that we have the opportunity to work with, when we think about the power we have to design learning to help them get to the goal, it really releases us from all of that other noise that sometimes gets in the way of us being able to actually move work forward and to move our students towards growth and and help them make progress. So I'm, I'm thinking also about that, that language that we continue to use and I'm just feeling like we need to call that out more too. Yeah. So actually you take us right into the next piece that we want to talk about in each of our episodes. Obviously we want to start by identifying the goal for the show and giving some background information. And then we want to get into really thinking very intentionally about the vocabulary we use. And so when we think about goal setting, we have very specific language and vocabulary that we use. And one of the words uh, that we often use with goals is we talk about helping our learners set personally meaningful goals. And so let's talk about that for a little bit. Mia, what does it mean to you to set a personally meaningful goal? I think when I was in the classroom, right? And I think about like I would post the learning targets right on the board and they would be on whatever the document was that my students were, you know, working on at that time, but helping folks understand, right? Like what that learning goal is, but then who are you as a learner? What is it you need to achieve that, that goal, that learning target? And that becomes where the real engagement comes, comes into play. And I think about, you know, if, if we know as a learner where we're going to be, what is the small incremental growth? What is that goal I have for today that is going to help me get there? And I think 
that's a, a real shift that we, we can begin to make when we think about the value of, of goals and it being different than a list of learning targets that we have on the bulletin board that we might talk about once in a while, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that starting with the learning target is really important and we can't separate that essentially from the work we do because what makes UDL different from just a specific curriculum or other frameworks is that UDL does want to move learning forward and learning in regards to it's it's very connected to the standards and we're connected to that. Now we have lots of thoughts on, you know, how we're going to assess that and what that means and through when we look at it through a UDL lens, which we'll talk about in a future episode. But I think what's really important about looking at personally meaningful goals in connection to what the learning targets are, I think what it does is it shifts towards learner agency, which is another buzzword that I want to dig into a little bit after we finish the thought on this. But really, when you set personally meaningful goals, you are setting your learners up to develop more learner agency, and you are giving them the opportunity to sort of raise their hand for stepping into and towards the learning targets. Because if they can't find a reason for why that's important, then it's likely that they aren't going to engage anyway. They might engage from a compliance perspective, but if they we want them to engage from an emotional learning preparedness perspective, we have to give them an opportunity to sort of raise their hand and lean in and tell us what what they want to take away from this learning experience. And that is a big shift. It's a huge shift. And one of the articles that I, I read a couple of years ago from CAST, uh, UDL and the Learning Brain, like helped make that very clear that we as, as humans are goal-driven. And it can be anything from, I think in the article, they talk about like sneaking a a cookie from the cookie jar or learning how to improve your free throw, right? Your shot. But we as humans, we are so goal driven. And so often in our, our classroom settings, we kind of gloss over that. And we wonder then why our students are not engaged or really thinking about, you know, putting in the work and persevering and asking questions and also being able to make choices about who they are as a learner to get there. And I remember having some conversation with our UDL team in how that whole process that we are so goal-driven is critical when we begin to think about how do we help students begin to self-reflect? Like first and foremost, they need to know where we're going. They need to to know what is the goal and and where we're headed. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be cognizant of helping them take ownership of the goal in the context of what the learning expectations are, right? So Gary Steger, who keynoted at our UDL conference uh, last fall, he always says, it's the school and the teacher's job to help kids to fall in love with things they didn't know they loved, right? So the goal of the learning experience is to introduce things to kids and to learners that inspires them to want to learn more. And so often we jump in and we start plugging forward, but 
without acknowledging what the learners hope to learn in this process or how they can connect what they hope to learn to what the actual learning target is, if we can't help them make those connections, they're going to be compliant or checked out. And we're real good at uh, rewarding compliance and being frustrated by those who check out. But it all, we support them with either checking in or checking out. And when we offer them the opportunity to make a personally meaningful goal, that is a great way to support them. And I actually had the opportunity earlier this week to connect with one of the schools that are running the UDL implementation trials. So for folks who are like digging into our UDL forward community resources, the implementation trials is a process for us to actually coach the very things that we're talking about in the classroom. One of the teachers that uh, I have a chance to work with talked about how, I don't know where the kids were this day, but they were so engaged. Like they were talking about the topic. They were asking each other questions. They were thinking about resources and they were choosing different things. And at the end of his reflection on the lesson, he's like, I have no idea what I did. (laughs) And our whole team at that school, (laughs) the whole team, like we, we all chuckled a little bit and we're like, well, it's because you actually told them where you were going. And that was the whole purpose of the, the implementation trial that we, we were in at that time. But there was this light bulb moment of he's like, I actually saw engagement in a different way for my students. And the one thing that he changed was clearly stating the goal for students and having them think about where they are and where they wanted to be by the end of the, the class period. And it was just literally like this light bulb moment, this aha for him, like, oh, so that's what it means when kids actually do make those connections. It was just, it was so cool. I'm so glad that I had an opportunity to, you know, to check it out. To observe that. Absolutely. So what's interesting is, so just a little bit ago, we were talking about naming that shift that we see. And I think that I name that shift, the shift from teaching and compliance and, you know, the focus being on the teacher to a shift towards learner agency. And so learner agency is a buzzword that lots of people talk about. And we most commonly define it as the students or the learners having control over what they learn and they own the learning. And a lot of people's pushback on the concept of learner agency is that things become a free-for-all. We're just going to give them options and choices and they can do whatever they want. And that's what learner agency is because, you know, the goal is to become a self-directed learner. And so we're just going to, we're just going to sort of blanket monkey and just implement learner agency and try to sort of impart that on our learners. But Last week, we talked about all the skills involved with becoming expert learners, which becoming an expert learner is the goal of UDL. And so I think it's important to understand that to become an expert learner means to, what that ultimately means is to develop learner agency. But I want to be very clear that developing a classroom where you're supporting the development of learner agency does not in any way equate to a free-for-all. It is not chaos. It is not unorganized. It's actually quite the opposite because the learner agency, when tied to a goal, 
is actually when learner agency prospers and those learning skills are developed. But if you have options and choices minus a goal, you have chaos. Absolutely. And none of us that love the lens of UDL would advocate for having chaos because that's that's not the goal. But I think that the key to this understanding is moving, is, is to understand how goals connected to shifting towards learner agency is what really moves the work forward. And that's where you have those aha moments and you see that spark of in-depth engagement and where that deep engagement is visible. So what, what you just shared, it comes back to helping students understand the goal, but without it being teacher-centric, right? Without the teacher saying, here's where we're headed today and you will get here in the next 45 minutes, right? It really is Mm -hmm. when we think about student agency, it is about here's where we're headed and the teacher releasing some of that decision-making and giving up some of that power and feeling comfortable in that. And that can be really, really hard for teachers. I mean, I, I had the opportunity to teach, you know, middle school ELA for, you know, I think it was 12 years. And the thought of having sixth, seventh and eighth grade students just like take over the class is terrifying. But again, like you said, when we, we have clear goals and we know that students can make their own decisions, we help them reflect on those decisions. And we really do put their growth and their progress and their success in their hands they will take over, but in a good way, right? Absolutely. Those decisions that they're making are in service of their personally meaningful goals. Yeah. Now, those personally meaningful goals sit in the context of our learning targets and our learning standards and all of those things that as teachers, we have responsibility for, but we really need to shift some of that ownership and some of that control to the learners. And when we do that, we will increase their learning skills and help them become expert learners. And so just a real quick plug in the udlforward.community space, in our learning design lab area, we actually have a chart that, shout out to Corey Welke um, at CISA 10, she and Jane, myself and Mia and other people on our team created a chart all around goals and how Goals are at the center of universal design for learning implementation. And when we first start out and are aligning our goals to, you know, our learning targets and our learning standards, we're sort of at the the implementation stage. But in order to move UDL forward, we need to move from implementation to integration to internalization. And there is a chart inside of uh, module one inside the learning design lab inside of modern, or I'm sorry, inside of universal design. The UDL forward. In the community, UDL forward. (laughs) Thank you. UDLforward.community, module one of the learning design lab. I think I got it right that time, Mia. You got it. There's a chart that talks about the evolution of goal setting. And it is absolutely okay to start where you are in the implementation phase because the practices in this beginnings place, our educator begins with 
the journey by deeply understanding the learning target and sharing the learning target with the community. And then they create, the educators create opportunities for the learning community and the educator to interact and make meaning of the learning target. And then the learning community is able to make meaning to set personally meaningful goals. And then it graduates in the next phase to learners will eventually be able to establish plans for achieving the personally meaningful goals. But again, starting with the goals is really important. And as you get more comfortable with always starting with the goal and articulating the goal and supporting learners and feeling good about the goals they set for themselves, you'll eventually move yourself along that chart. So I invite you to the udlforward.community space to get access to that chart because that really is, when you understand that, that is really the shift as well as the path forward as it relates to goal setting and how goal setting supports the development of expert learners. What's so interesting about that process, right? When we think about educators clearly understanding the goal and where they need to head over a period of time, it comes back to what is your curriculum map? What is it that you've identified as a department, as a grade level, that is critical for your students to be able to do and what do they need to know by the end of you know the, the school year or the semester, whatever it may be. And I think sometimes we look at standards unpacking and developing essential targets, uh, curriculum mapping, whatever the buzzword is in your district, that feeling so far removed from the classroom when in fact it is the work that needs to happen in order for goals to live and in order for students to really make powerful decisions about who they are as a learner. And I I smile a bit. I'm, I'm a bit shocked sometimes when we begin to get into coaching and we begin to have these conversations with, with educators about learning design and they have a moment of, I think we need to go back and unpack our standards. They have this question of, well, I'm not quite sure what, what their standard is asking me to do, or I'm not quite sure where we're headed. I think we need to go back and really reframe what the goals are for this unit or you know for the semester and sometimes that work of of really deeply understanding targets or understanding standards can feel so removed from the classroom but when we begin to look at the value of those goals and how it's so critical for our students that work makes a connection and and that has been really powerful for me as a coach to be able to make those two pieces come together so well. Right. And I think the other thing that's always interesting to watch is how honing in on the standards and really understanding the progression of the standards, as well as the depth of knowledge of the standards, really allows you to put a learning target on the board that can be met by every learner in the classroom when they decide, you know, to what extent they're going to create a personally meaningful goal around that standard. But the more you understand the the progression of standards, the more you're able to meet a learner where they are. And as more you understand that depth of knowledge, the more you can scaffold those questions to take them deeper, deeper than they originally had anticipated. And then when you get out of the way, they might even go deeper. But I think the other thing that we talked about that we wanted to mention in this particular episode is the relationship to of curriculum 
and to universal design for learning and goal setting and the curriculum mapping, as well as the concept of fidelity. And so let's start there. Let's just dive into that for just a little bit, like curriculum mapping and fidelity and how that relates to universal design for learning, as well as goal setting. What comes to mind for you, Mia? Again, it it becomes really an opportunity for teachers to be empowered in their decision-making, right? Like they understand the variability of their, their classrooms and they're thinking about how to best support every single student. So how do we unpack the curriculum resource that you might have and stay true to the goal, but provide the opportunities that uh, remove barriers for, for our students? And that becomes sometimes a contentious conversation between you know, staff and, and thinking about where, where they need to be, what the reality of their classroom is, and just thinking about staying true to the, the process of UDL. Like, what is our goal? How do we help students get there? Yeah. And so a lot of times, some of the pushback I hear when I'm coaching and working to implement universal design for learning is that teachers often wonder how they maintain the fidelity of a specific curriculum resource while also honoring a learner's experience and meeting them where they are, especially if the student is advanced or struggling. Like, remember, there is no average student. So the variability of learners is all over the board. And sometimes our curriculums don't necessarily account for that. But as teachers, our understanding of that depth of knowledge and the progression of those standards can help us. But just a note about fidelity. The question for me with, you know, the fidelity of resources is who's determining that that's fidelity? Because in my experience, fidelity is always tied to publishing company expressing a need to do this particular curriculum resource for 90 minutes or this particular activity for X number of minutes. And if we executed all of our curriculum resources to the level of fidelity that is suggested in the training, we would have zero minutes left for anything else. (laughs) Right. And we might not actually, we might not actually eat or take a restroom break the entire day if we followed through with what a curriculum company or a textbook company says is fidelity of that product. So I think what we have to be careful of is that we don't take our curriculum resources to heart so much that we don't allow for the variability of learners and we don't allow for time and energy to make personally meaningful goals as it relates to the learning targets for the unit or the day or whatever the unit of time is. And so again, sometimes you will hear people in the cast cadre talk about curriculum is actually disabling right? because of how it's executed. So we have to be careful of not letting our resources get in the way of what our learners can accomplish and, and can learn. So that is one of those things in terms of a pushback that we hear from teachers a lot is how do I uphold the fidelity? And the reality of it is, is fidelity varies across districts and across schedules and across everything. And so if you can stay true to the universal design for learning lens, where your goal is to create expert learners and honor the lived experience and to help learners move towards learner agency, 
and get there through solid goal setting, you'll be closer and have sort of better outcomes than maybe if we live to the letter of the fidelity law. And it, it makes me come back to truly understanding what are the standards. So often we purchase a curriculum resource and that is the curriculum and it, it's not. So <laughs> when we skip the process of really like understanding what the standards are asking us, we don't even know if the resource that we are adhering to needs to do what it what we need it to do. Mm-hmm. So again, empowering teachers to be learning designers and really understanding where they need to go in terms of you know understanding the, the standards and unpacking them. That is where we and I'm, I'm going to stand on my soapbox here where we need to spend our time. Mm-hmm. Like we have to help people truly understand where they're going. Yes, and. You don't have to have a curriculum map and ident- all those standards for your entire year before you can start to implement UDL. I think that they work better in a simultaneous development stage. So you're, you're unpacking the curriculum and the standards and you're designing the learning experience because you're very clear in that moment on what the goals are. Now, we obviously want there to be a progression and we want goals to lead into the next goal, into the next learning. But sometimes in our curriculum development, we spend so much time in curriculum development absent of design that we never actually get to see our curriculum development be brought to life in the classroom. And I think that's where the most rewarding part of curriculum development happens is when you see that work of breaking things down and then putting them back together in the classroom. Absolutely. So, wow, Mia, we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about... goals. We've talked about learner agency. We've talked about personally meaningful goals and the goal of UDL revisiting the expert learners from the last episode that we did. But we should really sort of close out this show by talking about what does this conversation do for schools and and classrooms? Like how can really being clear on our goals support the implementation of UDL in our schools and our classrooms? And what are the next steps? I think about when I'm, I'm coaching teachers and we unpack the word engagement. And when we truly begin to think about engagement being students owning their work, owning their learning, being able to ask questions that are meaningful to them, that's engagement. And we, we can't get there unless we truly understand what is, what is the goal? What is our purpose, right? Because like I said earlier, we are humans who are grounded in goals. I can tell you from a recent vacation with my family, when we did not have anything on our, our calendar for the last week, we didn't have goals for a day. We were miserable. Like it was crazy. And, and it's just the really thinking about the, the power of, of goals, but different, I feel, than what we've done in the past where we've, we've thrown a learning target up on a bulletin board or on a PowerPoint slide. And we've said, here it is. And we've never had students personally connect to it. We've never had them think about, well, this is what I need individually to get there, which is what we'll talk about in design later down the road, the next episodes. But it is really about helping us relinquish some of that power in helping kids understand the goal and that they have choice in being able to, to get there. 
Yes. I think that's the key. It's really helping them understand that actually, I think the question that we have to ask ourselves is whose goal is being met? Is it more important to meet my goal as the teacher and the learning target and and making sure we're really aligned to all of those pieces? Or are we as teachers going to lift up and elevate the learner's goals? And how can we make sure that we recognize what their learner goals are and honor them and recognize that if their goal is to just get the bare minimum, because they're going to focus more on the next class and the next goal where we're, you know, maybe we're in reading and they're wanting to do something really cool in science. Like, are we okay with that? Like, are we okay with being okay with the learner meeting their goal that might be at a different stage in this moment? So I think the real question is whose goal are we meeting? And is it important to meet my goal or is it important for the learner to meet their goal? And to get to a place where learner agency is the focus, we really have to shift the focus to the learner's goal. So with that, we are at time. Any closing thoughts, Mia, before we send people off to the goal setting world that they're about to enter? I just, I hope that you've had an opportunity to reflect on your goal that you set at the beginning of our time together. And that I'm looking forward to now talking about assessment because once we've set personal goals, how do we actually assess growth? And that'll be coming up in an upcoming episode. It will be. So thanks so much for being here. We're happy to have you with us each week. And we invite you one last time to join us in the udlforward.community space. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Don't get in trouble. That's a wrap for this episode of UDL Forward. We hope you found our discussion insightful and inspiring. Making education accessible and engaging for all students is really important work. Before we go, we want to remind you to please subscribe to UDL Forward on your favorite podcast platform and tell a friend to listen to. And don't forget to join our always on, always available online community at udlforward.community. In the community, you can connect with like-minded educators and share your thoughts, experiences, and questions related to UDL. We'd love to see you there and continue this important conversation. Until next time, keep pushing those boundaries of education and moving UDL forward.